guys, Derek here from Bomb Socks, and welcome to the Bomb Bites podcast. Hey, if you're new to Bomb Bites, it's a service from our company, Bomb Socks, to help be a resource to use. You're studying along with the Come Follow Me curriculum for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hope you enjoy today's episode. Okay, friends, I'm going to get you into chapter 7, 1 Nephi chapter 7, crazy events going on in Lehi's family. Let me just give you a quick little overview and hit on a couple of key points here. So first of all, Nephi and his brothers are commanded to go back to Jerusalem, this time to get wives. And I find it very interesting that there is no evidence of murmuring or complaining. I'm sure Laman and Lemuel were like, I will go and do the things the Lord commanded, right? Nephi and his brothers convince Ishmael and his daughters to come with them on their journey to the promised land. That had to be an incredible ask on their part, which tells you Ishmael's family had to be prepared for that. These are good, good people. Now, what happens is their purpose was, again, to go back to be able to get wives so they could bring up a righteous seed here. Now, they pair off. Again, the purpose here is to go back and get wives. That Back in verse number one, it says the whole purpose they're doing this is that they might raise up seed unto the Lord in the land of promise. So they pair off. The righteous ones match up with the righteous ones, and the rebellious ones match up with the rebellious ones. Go figure, right? There's an interesting verse over in the Doctrine and Covenants section 88 verse 40 where it literally talks about how light cleaveth to light. Righteousness attracts righteousness. I've often in my seminary classes said if you want to see who you're going to marry go to Doctrine and Covenants 8840 and you will find that out because you will often attract who you are like. And so you see that happening. Laman and Lemuel match up with the rebellious daughters and the righteous daughters match up with Nephi and Sam. The rebellious ones happen to rebel against the righteous ones and it's a crazy adventure here. Nephi testifies to them very boldly. If they go back to Jerusalem, they'll be destroyed with it. But I love in verse 15 how he says, you have choice. Look, you guys can go back, but I'm just telling you, if you go back, you're going to be destroyed. It will be verified and you will find out that this was not the best of ideas. And of course, they did not like that. Nobody likes being told that they're being wicked. So Laman and Lemuel bind Nephi with cords and they plan his destruction. He prays and the cords fall off and he is freed by his faith. Now, I've got a reference here to Elder Bednar back in April of 2012, where he said, Nephi is an example of one who knew, understand, and relied upon the enabling power of the Savior. Recall that the sons of Lehi had returned to Jerusalem to enlist Ishmael and his household in their cause. Laman and others in the party traveling with Nephi from Jerusalem back to the wilderness rebelled. Nephi exhorted his brethren to have faith in the Lord. It was at this point in their journey that Nephi's brothers bound him with cords and planned his destruction. Please note Nephi's prayer. O Lord, according to my faith which is in thee, wilt thou deliver me from the hands of my brethren. Yea, give me strength that I may burst these bands with which I am bound. Do you know what likely I would have prayed for if I had been tied up by my brothers? Please get me out of this mess now. I feel that totally. It is especially interesting to me that Nephi did not pray to have his circumstances changed. Rather, he prayed for the strength to change his circumstances. That's a powerful message. I believe he prayed in this manner precisely because he knew, understood, and had experienced the enabling power of the atonement. I do not think that the bands with which Nephi was bound just magically fell from his hands and his wrists. Rather, I suspect he was blessed with persistence and personal strength beyond his natural ability that in the strength of the Lord, he worked and twisted and tugged on the cords and ultimately and literally was enabled to break the bands. The implication of this episode for each of us is straightforward. As you and I come to understand and employ the enabling power of the atonement in our personal lives, we will pray and seek for strength to change our circumstances rather than praying for the circumstances 
to be changed. We will become agents who act rather than objects that are acted upon. I think that's a great message with this. Now, what happens at that point? Again, this goes very nicely with Elder Bednar's message. Laman and Lemuel and the other rebels plead with Nephi for forgiveness. Now, one of the most important verses in the whole Book of Mormon, I believe, is found in 1 Nephi 7, verse 21. And it came to pass that I did frankly forgive them all they had done. And I did exhort them that they would pray unto the Lord their God for forgiveness. And it came to pass that they did so. And after they had done praying unto the Lord, we did again travel on our journey towards the tent of our Father. So you put some key elements of this phrase together. I did frankly forgive them all that they had done, and we did again travel on. Can you truly travel on very well if you haven't forgiven others, especially members of your family? I think that's something, and again, there's so many different messages out there. If you were to search, you know, quotes from General Conference about forgiveness, you will go for days and days. In fact, if you go right to the gospel topics and you go to forgiveness, it gives you so many different things. Talks, quotes, wonderful videos that you could watch. If you currently are watching this and you're struggling with forgiving others, I recommend going there, please, because it's one of those things, like is said here in this chapter, it is hard to travel on your journey and move forward if you're constantly holding on to those grudges and that unforgiveness. Now, it might be the most difficult thing someone does in this life. If it were easy, everybody would do it. I really believe that. But forgiveness of others is a necessary step in our abilities to be able to travel on our journey. So I would recommend to you to follow that example of Nephi to frankly forgive, and in doing so, it will enable you to move on. This chapter shows how Nephi applied the atonement of Jesus Christ in many ways. And I'm grateful for this chapter, and I'm grateful for the stories that are in it. If you'd like to check out our video that goes with today's podcast, you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook by simply searching Bomb Socks. That's B-O-M-S-O-C-K-S. And be sure to check out our amazingly comfortable gospel-themed socks at bombsocks.com. Thanks for listening, and hope you'll join us again for more episodes of Bomb Bites. Godspeed, and have a great day.